121. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So it's actually ironic that a couple of days ago, you know, I was on social media, doom scrolling, unfortunately, and um, they messed up my illustration, bro, mm. <coughs> because... This um I I would say is like the Migos, <laughs> right? So you know how the Migos. If you don't, if you're not listening to this, Google the Migos. <laughs> um, they have not music. the Amigos. Yeah, just Migos. Migos. They're actually from Atlanta too. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. But um, they actually about to break up. Somebody said the group. Oh yeah, uh, you heard uh, Offset. Yeah, they both did a song. Yeah. They released it, and Offset just We're ain't done. on the track. Yeah, unfollowed them both on. You seen that? Yeah, too? I, I, I was like, yeah. all right. His brother unfollowed them. So so. <laughs> The reason this psalm is like the Migos is because the Migos in their songs, they have these ad-libs right. that kind of echo throughout the entire song. <laughs> and here, there's these ad-libs, right? And it's about not anything wild or weird, but it's about the faithful love of the Lord that endures forever. And it echoes yeah. all throughout the psalm. It is repetitive. It is this word. Again, we always talk about it. It's hesed. Um, that's the the kind of the translation of it, and it's faithful love, you know, God's loving kindness. But it talks about this love that God extends to His people in covenant. One of the things, listen, one of the things that separated again Israel from all of their neighbors in the entire ancient world was that God's, according to the ancient world, outside of Israel, didn't make covenants with people. Right. Covenants were between people. Right. right. There were agreements in these contracts, but but they said no, no, no. Our God has made a covenant to right. us. The God who created us, He is committed to us in love and he is going to make good on the promises he's made to us and so what he's saying here is like no no no, that love is everywhere yeah and i think for us bro um god's love is the corrective lenses we need to view life through yeah right like we need to sing of his faithful love and we'd be surprised of how many things would change for us um and what like what if right what if the love of god was the primary lens through which we viewed all of life when we walked outside and we got mm. up in the morning and we spent time with our family. And right. we went to go play basketball. Like, what if we just remember, like, these gifts I have is because God loves me. Right. Yeah. No, no, I would change it, right? And this is not to say that you have to stay in some meditative monk-like state <laughs> yeah, of yeah. unbroken prayer with your head bowed. And your, uh, but it is saying, no, 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 no. Every <clears throat> good thing that you experience in Christ <clears throat> or in life, trace it back to the goodness of God. Mm. Every puzzling thing that you don't get how it works out, mm. trace it back to the goodness of God. The reason why this refrain goes over and over and over and over and over and over and over again in this mm. song mm. is because everything flows from the love of God. Amen. Every act of creation, mm. every act of discipline mm. and deliverance, every miracle, every bit of leading, mm. guiding, detouring, everything flows from the love of God. You serve a loving God. Yeah. God is love. love. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Psalm 137. Uh, <clears throat> so a lament, right? So it's another lament. We talked about what a lament is. Go listen to another podcast <laughs> for me to explain it. Um, but what happened was Israel got exiled, right? They got exiled from the, land, from the land. And the rivers described here is where Israel would grieve, right? They would grieve the loss of being displaced yeah. from the land that God had promised them. And, you know, laments, bro, like are these acute, specific articulations of pain, right? Right. And, you know, tears, right? Like that we can't stop 
um, are the means of expression when words fall short and are inadequate. And, you know, the people here are mocked. <laughs> yeah. They're mocked by their enemies. And they are mocked as well by the Edomites, right? So you remember Jacob and Esau. Isaac had two sons, Jacob right. and Esau. And in the womb, they was going at it. Yeah. And this kind of trajectory actually played out in the life of the two brothers, but also in the two nations that came from them. Yeah. And Edom actually had a role in sending uh, Judah into exile. And Obadiah, well, you actually right. talk about that even more. And um, so, yeah, so you just see the psalmist, though, calling on God for him to uh, vindicate his cause on the earth. When people come against the cause of God, it is okay for us to come to God and ask him to vindicate and come through on his cause and his promises for the flourishing of his people on earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. We got to sit with this. This is, this is the biblical equivalent of what you call a victim impact statement. Mm. Right, where um, if you've ever been in a courtroom, somebody that's been defrauded, the defendant is convicted, yep. they're getting ready to go, but they're like, wait, one of the things that you got to do is you've got to sit here and take it. Mm. And a victim can come up and read, mm. like, yo, when you took my mom from me, you did that. And mm. it's a victim impact statement where somebody is calculated, measured, and even poetic in how they let things off of their chest, right? And yeah. um, that's what takes place here. And even at the end, it's like, God, make sure that this doesn't go unpunished, mm. right? Yeah. But what I love about this psalm is, one, it it reminds us that we can entrust all of our emotions to mm. um, God, right? Mm. That God's not scared to hear them. But two, it also gives us a better hope than vengeance, especially for those of us that have been um, on the tail end, right? It gives us a better hope than that. And as we look through the rest of the scripture, man, our hope is not just in vengeance. It's in redemption. God, we mm. pray that you would make this right, that we know that Jesus took the sins of, um, yeah, not just he experienced the shame of the victims, but on the cross, he did take the sin of the victimizers. And that's good news for us because sometimes we're a mixture of both, right? Yeah. And our great hope is that Jesus has taken the destruction of the wicked on his back. Yeah. Uh, so God, God's word of judgment is final, but judgment doesn't have to be God's final word. Yeah, and he's like, yo, remember, right? Yeah. And, and usually that word is for God's right. people in the sense of like he remembered Noah right? right that he was righteous saved Noah all that kind of stuff but he's like no no remember in your justice right. and God has a perfect memory, memory mm. right and so we can uh, hang our hat on the justice of God not just in our worshipful most worshipful moments but also in our weakest uh, as well Psalm 138 <clears throat> a thankful heart I will give thanks with all my heart I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings I love it because you know he talks about um the humility, right, and the the stooping down uh, that that the Lord does mm. for His people, mm. and just showing us, man, like humility is again, God is our exalted King, but He's also our humble King. We see that right. in the personal work of Jesus. Two things that go together in God's economy that are intricately tied together in God's economy, and humility, man, is not about how high we stand, but how low we stoop, mm. right? And we see that the Lord Jesus fulfills that 
perfectly. And this is a reason like we give praise to God. We thank him for how low he had to literally condescend, right, as right. theologians would say, to come and make and establish a relationship with us and to heal us from our sin sick problem. Gratitude is the disposition of the godly. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Psalm 139, man, I love the mm -hmm. change, right? Mm -hmm. You just see this journey of, it seems like this fear of being exposed to curiosity about who he is or who I am, right? It starts off, and he does talk about the omniscience of God. God, Lord, you searched me and known me. Mm -hmm. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. Mm -hmm. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways before a word is on my tongue. You know all about it, Lord. You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. And so you think that that extensive mm -hmm. uh, uh, those uh extensive stanzas of reflecting on the omniscience of God would lead him to praise, mm. but instead it kind of leads him to hot. Oh, yo Lord, if you know all that about me, right. I feel exposed. Mm. Where can I go to escape? Where can I flee mm. from your presence? Right. This omniscience paired with him wanting to flee. Mm. I, I think it just taps into that. Like yeah. you and I have this, natural instinct to run when we feel exposed. Mm. But then after he calms down, yo, after he calms down, he's reminded that, yo, no, no, wait, wait, God's knowledge. It's not something to fear, but something to lean into, right? God's active, God's working. And I love just the movement of this psalm as mm. he starts with, Lord, you know all, where can I go to hide myself? Mm. But then by the end, he's like, no, 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 God, oh, no, Lord, you know all, so search me. Tell me about myself, yeah. God. I don't need to hide my bad parts. I need you to tell me uh, about myself so that I can be brought into yeah, close, mm. confident, intimate relationship with you. Yeah, God is all-knowing. Right. And he's, uh, uh, he's you know, omni- uh, omniscient so it's all knowing but he's also omnipresent right meaning he's everywhere right uh you know and he and it's good like you said man you know your eyes saw me when i was formless verse 16 all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began and it's just this is the god we need to entrust ourselves right. to right like one who knows all there is to know but also one who is omnipresent right like he is ahead right. <laughs> of our problems in a yeah. sense this is the one we need to put our trust in okay mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Father, we thank you that your omnipresence, your omniscience, the fact that you are everywhere at the same time, the fact that you know all. We're grateful, Lord, that uh, those attributes, those characteristics of who you are aren't things that are meant to harm us or to hurt us, but they are meant to be a haven for us, God. It's meant to be a place where we can rest being reminded that you are all-knowing, are ever-present, are all-powerful, God, are working everything in time and in space and eternity for our good. So I pray that we would trust you today, God. I pray we would run from you.